Hello, Saints. Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. Uh, And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing uh, happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not, in Jesus' name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. Saints, those who are saved by grace are to be moved upon and operate by grace. And all of this is accessed uh, from salvation forward by faith. Notice Romans 5, verse 1 and 2 Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Notice we have access, quote, we have access by faith into this grace. That's how we have Uh, salvation by grace is through faith. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, the scripture tells us, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, uh, lest any man should boast. So we have access into the grace of God by faith, and... uh, That's how all of these things in the kingdom of Christ are appropriated, and it's by faith, not by some kind of a mechanical uh, obligation, if you will, or religious drudgery. The Word of God tells us in John 1.17 that the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. You see, we are saved by grace through faith and not by law-keeping. Moses, that uh, represents the law there in John 1.17, convicts us of our sin and brings us to Christ. It is our schoolmaster uh, to bring us to Christ so that we're saved by grace through faith and not law-keeping. Notice Galatians 3.28. Four, wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring to do what to bring us to Christ. See, the law convicts us and finds every one of us guilty of sinning. We have all lied. The Bible says in the law, the Ten Commandments: You shall not bear false witness. Thou shalt not steal. We've all stolen something. Uh, thou shalt not commit adultery, and that would include looking on a woman to lust. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. We've all done that. Uh, sin. Uh, you shall have no other gods before me. That would 
uh, include and begin with self, the God of self. And so the law convicts us, and so we fall down at the cross upon the mercy of God poured out to mankind, fallen mankind, uh, in Christ on the cross. Uh, He was crucified uh, for us on the cross. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself as he uh, was made to be the sin sacrifice for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That is 2 Corinthians five nineteen through 21. Jesus was forsaken. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He cried on the cross so that we could be forgiven. So the law came by Moses, John 1, 17. You have to, you should very well, I should say, get to know this verse. The law was given and came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And it's only in Christ, the law that we walk in is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, which makes us free from the law of sin and death. The law of Moses that convicts us of our sin and separates us from God. Notice again, Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 2, the law for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh that is, the law of Moses demanded perfect righteousness, and yet it gave no grace or divine enablement, that is, an influence on your heart and uh, divine ability working in the believer. It gave no grace to fulfill it. Uh, the old covenant is infinitely inferior to the new covenant in Christ. Uh, which you can read about in uh, Hebrews chapter 8 through 12. And notice what Jesus said when he was, let's see, Matthew chapter 28, 26, I'm sorry. Notice this, Matthew chapter 26, and we're going to look at verse 28. And it says this, Jesus said, For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. The remission of our sins uh, that were convicted of by the law of Moses, the Ten Commandments, etc. And so notice what we read in Acts chapter 13, verse 39. This is a extremely powerful verse. Notice the words of Scripture, Acts 13, 39. And by him all that believe that is Christ, uh, by him all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. Amen. The law came by Moses, but grace and truth, salvation by grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Uh, John chapter 1, verse 17. Notice uh, again, Romans 8, 2 through 4, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus 
Notice life, and it's in Christ Jesus who is the life, the way, the truth, and the life, hath made me free from the law of sin and death. You are no longer under the law. Okay, uh, John. Excuse me, Romans ten four for the uh, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Christ is the end of the law. The end of law keeping for righteousness uh, to everyone that's in Christ. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. Okay, the law didn't go away. It's still there to convict you if you come outside, if you are outside of Christ, or you ever become outside of Christ by going back into sin, which you can do. You can fall away. Luke 8, 13, that's what Jesus taught. You've got to endure to the end, the Son of God taught. Okay? And so uh, the law is not going away. It is holy, just, and good, Romans 7, 12. But we're not under the law when we're in Christ. There's only two kind of people on the earth. Those that are under the law or in the law are under or in Christ. Are you in Christ? Are, are you uh, under law? It's one or the other. And it's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that makes us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do. Now, somebody might say, well, wait a minute. You, you're saying that you don't have to keep the law? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, the only law you need to keep is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Notice what it says next, verse 3, Romans 8. For what the law could not do, remember I said it was, inf it was uh, infinitely inferior to the new covenant? It sure is. For what the law, it was a mere schoolmaster to bring you to Christ. It was a shadow uh, of what was to come in the salvation given to us in the Savior. Hebrews chapter 8 through 12. I want to encourage you to read those three chapters. And read them several times. Read them 10 times through Hebrews 8 through 10. Hebrews chapter 8 through 10. Okay, Romans 8, 3. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. You see, by dying, Jesus defeated death. He defeated sin, hell, the grave, and death. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. So God sending in his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, I and mean, the, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, John chapter 1, verse 14. Uh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So the righteousness, the perfect righteousness of the law can only be fulfilled in those who come to God, come to Christ, come to God through Christ by faith, having access into this grace by faith. And therefore, they're then able, as the temples of the Holy Spirit who now indwells us, they're able to walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, only through uh, coming to the Lord Jesus in repentance and faith, 
repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ, Acts chapter 20, verse 21, uh, that we are born again or regenerated and the Holy Ghost now dwells in each of us who are now the temples of God in Christ. Okay, in contrast, God on a regular basis uh, rebuked his people Israel uh, for not delighting in him. And he even said in Hosea 6, 6, and Jesus repeated it in uh, Matthew 9, 13, that he would have mercy and not sacrifice. He wants us to delight in his mercy. Amen. As can be seen in the following verse of scripture in Jeremiah 6, 10, uh, legal or a, a religious mindset causes um, the idea of serving God to be uh, rote or mechanical or like drudgery. Listen to this. To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ear is uncircumcised, and they cannot hearken. Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach. They have no delight in it, Jeremiah 6, verse 10. They have no delight in the things of God, in the word of God. Yet in contrast, the Bible tells us in 1 John 5, 3, notice this. For this is the love of God. Here's an example of uh, those who love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, not law-keeping, but faith, wherein we access the grace of God, the divine enablement uh, of God in our lives, the, the, the delight of God in our hearts, the divine influence of God, upon the heart of the believer. Who is he? Verse 5, 1 John 5, 5. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. In Isaiah chapter 1, beginning in verse 18, the Lord has cited the sins of his people. And now he says, come now. He invites them to come and be forgiven. Let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Uh, that's a picture of God washing us clean so that we are white as snow uh, by the blood of Jesus and with the righteousness of God. Then he says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. God wants us to be willing and obedient to eat the good land of his beautiful salvation, so great salvation that he wrought for us exclusively by Jesus Christ and by his perfect sacrifice, uh, shedding his own precious blood on the cross for our sins to make us one with him and the Father. 
So the Lord says to delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. We often in the drudgery or the activities of religion, if we're not careful, uh, we are finding ourselves not to be delighting in the Lord and having a heart after the Lord. In fact, if we don't have a heart after the Lord, as Dave, as did David, uh, David cried out so many beautiful things that illustrate that he had a heart after God. Acts thirteen twenty two speaks of this man after mine own heart, which is David, who is a type of Christ. That's what kind of relationship the, the Lord has ordained that we have with him. In fact, this is all about relationship. John 17 Verse 3 says, Jesus said, this is life eternal. This is the whole reason for it, that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So what we're talking about in this message is the difference between religion and relationship. Someone could easily say that religion damns and, uh, righteousness that is in Christ uh, is that which gives life and saves. God wants a relationship with us. Jesus again said, this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. John 17, 3, Jesus said, you shall love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew 22, verse 37 through 40. And Psalm 37, 4 again says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Notice Isaiah 58, verse 14. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. So it's long and always been the case that God wants to have a relationship with his people. Uh, hence, uh, the righteousness of God, grace and truth comes by Jesus Christ. Uh, again, that is chapter um, 1 of John, verse 17. Also, notice this. When the uh, ark, uh, when the sanctuary was being made, God said this, Exodus 25, 8, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. See, there it is. He wants to dwell among us. Ultimately, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus walked among us before he went to the cross and died for us to reconcile us, to make us one with him and the Father in a personal relationship, in knowing him and he us. Notice Romans chapter 14, verse 17 says that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, 
but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's not religious do's and don'ts, meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That doesn't sound like drudgery to me, my friend. What about you? In fact, it sounds like anything but drudgery. Amen. Okay, and of this fabulous verse of Scripture, Romans fourteen seventeen, uh, John Wesley says, For the kingdom of God, that is, true religion, does not consist of, ex- of external observances, but in righteousness, the image of God stamped on the heart, uh, the love of God and man accompanied with the peace that passes all understanding, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Also, uh, let's see, Adam Clark says this about Romans fourteen seventeen, which I'll quote again here. It says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So Adam Clark speaks of the kingdom of God. He breaks this verse down and he says, the kingdom of God, that holy religion, which God has sent from heaven and which he, uh, which be intends, he intends to make the instrument of establishing a counterpart of the kingdom of glory among men. Then he says, is not meat and drink that part of the verse refers to, or it consists not in these outward and indifferent things. It neither particularly enjoins nor particularly forbids such, but righteousness, which is another part of this verse, pardon of sin and holiness of heart and life. Then he speaks of peace, which is also from this verse, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. He says, in the soul, from a sense of God's mercy, peace, regulating, ruling, and harmonizing the heart. And finally, he says, concerning the phrase, and joy in the Holy Ghost, he says, solid spiritual happiness, a joy which springs from a clear sense of God's mercy, the love of God being shed abroad in the heart of, uh, by the Holy Ghost. In a word, it is happiness brought into the soul by the Holy Spirit and maintained there by the same influence. This is a genuine counterpart of heaven, righteousness without sin, peace without inward disturbance, joy without any kind of mental agony or distressing fear. Amen. What a blessing. Uh, the scripture tells us that as we repent, the, uh, we are to repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. And that's what we see right here. That Paul says, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And b- by the way, if you've ever wondered if Paul preached another gospel, which he did not as some heretics claim he did these days, these dispensational devils from from hell, uh, notice that Paul uses the kingdom of God right here. 
as did was preached by John the Baptist and our Lord. Uh, Matthew 3, 2, Matthew 4, 17, etc. As we close, I want to read a paragraph from my good friend Matthew Washington, a dear brother in Christ and a beloved pastor in the Houston, Texas area. Uh, Matthew writes this. He says, we are truly living in a time of great apostasy And I would urge each person listening to seek to know the Lord for yourself. As Jesus said in John 17, 3, that this is life eternal, that we know, we may know the only true God of Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. Matthew continues, he says, in the book of 1 John chapter 5, verse 20, John states that Christ came to give us understanding of the one true God and his son, Jesus Christ. David said in Psalm 27, four, that one thing he desired of the Lord and that uh, he would seek after that. He could, so that he would seek after the Lord, that he could dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of his life and to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. Matthew continues, he says, I urge people to examine the Holy Scriptures and stop trusting in the flesh or in mere men. For the Scripture states that cursed be the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his arm, whose heart departs from the Lord, Jeremiah 17, 5. And finally, Matthew finishes, he says, any real man of God, has called, uh, will only point you to the Lord himself. Wake up, church. Those who have an ear to hear what the Lord is speaking to his true body. Unquote. Brother Matthew Washington. Let's close in a word of prayer. Father, we understand as seeing through a glass darkly, we must have your enlightenment. Father, teach us concerning this beautiful relationship that you uh, came and died for, Jesus, to give us with you and the Father. We ask you to teach us your way, O God, and bless us to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to find our delight only in thee. In Jesus' name we pray, and we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcast on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with uh, uh, several, many books on there for your uh, edification in Christ. They're all scripture rich and Christ centered. Also tens of thousands uh, of saints and sinners are being reached every month. And uh, your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit uh, our donate page on the site. And uh, uh, you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon. And you can become a 
monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so, and a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach uh, is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and uh, all over the world. And uh, may God be praised that uh, there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together, In the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.